On my lonely mornings, I yearn to hear what transforms rational life into love's madness so we can soar to the ultimate heights. Uh -huh. That's our purpose. Uh -huh. We're going to read uh, more in uh, Love's Last Madness, from Poems on a Spiritual Path by Darshan Singh, which is the culmination of uh, mystical poetry and the tradition of uh, Romy and Iqbal and uh, Urdu poetry and Persian poetry. <clears throat> Poem 39, Poem 39 in the Revised Edition is um, same as 58, 39 is like 58 in Mata'inu, the Urdu original. The poem says, Love lends splendor and bliss to this world of pleasure and anguish. Love is the sound of two hearts beating as one. Hmm. If not the bewitching glance from a God-realized man, what transforms rational life into love's madness? My lonely mornings yearn to hear your footfall. My anguished nights strain to hear your voice. Never would my restless gaze dare to be so bold were she not beckoning with her alluring glance. An everlasting treasure is love, the wealth of realms divine. Love sends lover soaring to ultimate heights beyond. Love is not what is talked about in the marketplace. Love is unfathomable, absolute mystery. Hmm. That's quite a, a compact uh, poem, oh, complete. Wait, let's read it again. It says, Love lends splendor and bliss to this world of pleasure and anguish. Love is the sound of two hearts beating as one. If not the bequitching glance from a God-realized man, what transforms rational life into love's madness? <laughs> what would? Actually, it says, um, now, if we look here, says in the first line, in verse 2, in the first line, first line of the verse, Darshan uses the term mard-i-mumin, mard-i-mumin, literally, man of faith. In other words, so, if not for the bitching glance from a man of faith, uh, or mard-i-mumin, a term originally used by Iqbal, my Muhammad Iqbal, in his poetry to signify the perfect man or a God-realized mystic 
other terms with essentially the same meaning used by Iqbal or Marty Hawk or Marty Kuda. Literally, man of God. K-H-U-D-A. Man of God. Iqbal's concept of the perfect man was influenced by Jalaluddin Murumi, who also used the terms Mardihak, M-A-R-D-E-H-A-Q, and Mardi-Ikuda, as well as the term Insan-i-Kamal, perfect man. <laughs> I-N-S-A-N-E. K-A-M-E-L, perfect man. The transformative power of the glance of the Marty Moomin in Darshan's verse echoes that in a verse of Iqbal. Says Koai Andazai Kar Sakta He is K Sori Bazu Ka Nigei Mardi e Mumin se Badals Jadi Hanna Takdarin. Who can even guess at the strength of his arm? The glance of a perfect man even changes destiny. That's Iqbal. In a note on the section on divine vice regent, vice generacy, vice generacy. Alexa, what's the definition of the word V-I-C-E-G-E-R-E-N-C-Y? This might answer your question. I know about a number of words, including extracorporeal, which is occurring and situated outside the body. As a heart-lung machine needs to oxygenate the blood... She doesn't get it right. It's not right. All right, enough. Okay, enough. <laughs> All right, stop, Alexa. She didn't get it. All right, vice gerents like a viceroy, I guess. In his uh, translation uh, of Iqbal's Persian poem, Asra'i Kuda, Secrets of the Self. Professor... Reynold Nicholson writes, here Iqbal interprets in his own way the Sufi doctrine of the insan ikamao, or perfect man, who teaches that every man is potentially a microcosm, and that when he has become spiritually perfect, all the divine attributes are displayed by him, so that as a saint or prophet, he is the God-man, the representative and the vice-gerent of God on earth. Here was another word, the Nayab e Hulk. So that's from Nicholson, who's the English translator of Secrets of the Cell. It's interesting. Um, this is where you look at the ultra heavy detail. Uh, extremely detail oriented. <laughs> well, who is this Iqbal character? See, this book, um, he's a famous Urdu poet, so it's in the tradition. Darshan's in the, in the 
tradition of the Secrets of the Self, published 1915, was per published in Persian, the, was the first philosophical poetry book of Alama Iqbal, the great Persian poet, self-philosopher, British, British India. His book deals mainly with the individual, while his second book, blah, 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 blah. Introduction, published 1915, Asrar Ikuda, Secrets of the Self, was the first poetry book of Iqbal, considered by many to be Iqbal's best book of poetry. It is concerned with the philosophy of religion. In a letter to the poet Kuda Kuda Barakam, Iqbal wrote that the ideas behind the verses have had never been expressed before either in the East or in the West. Nicholson, who translated the As Asrar as the secret of self, says, see it's translated as the secrets of the self, says it caught the attention of young Muslims as soon as it was published. Iqbal wrote this in Persian because he felt the language was well suited for the expression of these ideas. Overview 1915, he published his first collection of the poetry, the Ashari Kuda, Secrets of the Self in Persian. The poems emphasize the spirit and self from a religious and spiritual perspective. Many critics have called this Iqbal's finest poetic work. In Asra Ukuda, Iqbal has explained his philosophy of Kudi. Remember, we had the, um, the, uh, Mard E. Kudi. Kudi is synonymous with the word of Ro, R-O-O-H, as mentioned in the Quran. Ro is that divine spark which is present in every human being and was present in Adam, for which God ordered all of the angels to prostrate in front of Adam. However, one has to make a great journey of transformation to realize that divine spark which Iqbal called Kudi, and to a slimitude of this Journey would be understood by the relationship fra fragrance and seed. Every seed has the potential for fragrance within it. But to reach its fragrance, the seed must go through all the different changes and stages, first breaking out of its shell, then breaking the ground to come into the light, developing roots at the same time, then fighting against the elements to develop leaves and flowers, and finally reaching its pinnacle by attaining the fragrance that was hidden within it. In the same way, to reach one's cootie, a row one needs to go through multiple stages, which Iqbal himself went through, a spiritual path which he encourages others to travel. He knows that at all. Seeds reach the level of fragrance. Many die along the way and complete. In the same way, only few people could climb the Mount Everest of spirituality. Most get consumed along the way by materialism. The same concept had been used by the medieval poet and philosopher Farid. Adun Atar in the Mantka Itar, the Conference of the Birds. <laughs> we could have a conference on this concept with the birds. <laughs> we could call a conference. <laughs> hmm. hmm, interesting. This was reading from just about the secrets of the self of Iqbal in just Wikipedia. See, everything I need to know is just on Wikipedia. <laughs> everything you need to know you can find just on Wikipedia. Iqbal proves by various means that the whole universe obeys the will of the self. He condemns self-destruction. For him, the aim of life is self-realization and self-knowledge. 
He charts the stages through which the self has to pass before finally arriving at its point of perfection, enabling the knower of the self to become the vice-girent of God. Come back to that word, girent. Alexa, turn up your volume. Alexa, what's the definition of the word vice-girent? As a noun, vicegerent is usually defined as an officer appointed as deputy by and to a sovereign or supreme chief. As an adjective, vicegerent is usually defined as exercising delegated powers. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for vicegerent. Now this, uh, this whole book, just the um, topics in the book, The Secrets of the Self, We'll go off on a tangent here, reading about Iqbal. The topics in the Secrets of the Self, which is, trans which is the Persian translation of the Persian by Nicholson, says, showing that the system of the universe originates in the self and the condition of life of all individuals depends on strengthening the self, showing that the life of the self comes from forming desires and bringing them to birth, showing that the self is strengthened by love, showing that the self is weakened by asking. Showing that when the self is strengthened by love, it gains domination over the outward and inward forces of the universe. A tale of which the moral is that the negation of the self is a doctrine invented by the subject races of mankind in order that by this means they may sap and weaken the character of their rules. To the effect that Plato, whose thought has been has deeply influenced the mysticism and literature of Islam, followed the sheep's doctrine and that we must be on our guard against his theories. Concerning the true nature of poetry and the reform of Islamic literature, showing that the education of the self has been, has three stages, obedience, self-control, and divine vice-girants. <laughs> Setting forth the inner meaning of the names of Ali and the story of a young man of Merv who came to the saint, Ali Hujwari, a god, have many on him and complained that he was oppressed by the enemy. Story of the bird that was faint with thirst. Story of the diamond and the coal. Story of the sheikh and the brahmin, followed by a conversation between Ganges and Himalayas to the fact that the continuation of social life depends on firm attachment to the characteristic traditions of the community, showing that the purpose of the is Muslims-like is to exalt the word of Allah and that the jihad to strive or to struggle, if it be prompted by land hunger, is unlawful in the religion of Islam. Precepts written by the Muslims of India by Murja Nashbani, who is generally known as Baba Sharas. Time is a sword. <laughs> Time is a sword. Well, that was all about verse number two. It says, if not the bewitching glance of a God-realized man or man of faith or Marty Moomin or Isan Al-Kamin or Divine Regency or Perfect Man. Uh, if not the bewitching glance from a God-realized man which transforms the rational life into love's madness. My lonely mornings yearn to hear your footfall. My anguished nights strain to hear your voice. Never would my restless gaze dare to be so bold were she not beckoning with her alluring glance.
An everlasting treasure is love, the wealth of realms divine. Love sends lovers soaring to ultimate heights beyond. And here we have an, another Persian word, I think, or if it's not Urdu. We just read it in Urdu and be done with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Be much more professional. Yeah. It says, the Urdu in the first time of stage contains the word Wahuti, a Sufi term meaning divine. In the context of this verse, Wahuti alludes to the highest plane of spirituality beyond the realms of mind and matter, illusion and ego, where the ascending soul experiences the state of Fana Philala, or absorption in God. L-A-H-U-T-I, Wahuti. That's the ultimate heights. (laughs) Love is not what is talked of in the marketplace. Love is unfathomable, absolute mystery. So we encountered the allusion to Iqbal and to Marumi. And actually more on this is uh, an Iqbal, he says... Not to read the Urdu, it says, uh, God's vice-girant vice is as the soul of the universe. He executes the command of Allah in the world. Heartstrings give forth music at his touch. He wakes and sleeps for God alone. He leads Israel out of Egypt at his cry. Arise the dead spirits, rise in their bodily tomb. Like pines in the field, his person is an atonement for all the world. By his grandeur, the world is saved. His protecting shadow makes the mot familiar with the sun. His hidden being is life's mystery, his unheard music of life's harp. That's all about the um, perfect man, the Mardi. Mard e mu men. Hmm. Hmm. If I repeat it like a hundred times, there's a chance I'll learn it. <laughs> there's no chance that I'll learn anything. <laughs> there's not a chance. <laughs> Iqbal, Secrets of the Self, translated by Nicholson, 71 to 74, lines 8, 99, 902, 910, 924, 929, 937. Hmm. 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 Well, after all that, that was the analysis. He's, he's taken an analysis class when he went to Harvard. Hmm. Darshan Singh was that man of faith, uh, or that Marty Darshan Singh. If not the bewitching glance from 
Darshan Singh or the Marty Moomin. Hmm. Who was that perfect man? Poem 39 says, Love lends splendor and bliss to this world of pleasure and anguish. Love is the sound of two hearts beating as one. If not the bewitching glance from a God-realized man, what transforms rational life into love's madness? My lonely mornings yearn to hear your footfall. My anguished nights strain to hear your voice. Never would my restless gaze dare to be so bold were she not beckoning with her alluring glance. An everlasting treasure is love, the wealth of realms divine. Love sends lovers soaring to ultimate heights beyond, which is Lahuti. <laughs> Love is not what is talked of in the marketplace. Love is an unfathomable, absolute mystery. Hmm. 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 That's it, then. I guess the conclusion is I bewitching glance from Darshan Singh sends you soaring to Wahoodie. <laughs> hmm. hmm.